from the birthplace of radio's greatest era. Now, from New York, it's Radio Night Live with Kevin McCullough. Unlike anything else on radio today, it's a front row seat for great information with today's leading experts. The millionaire maker, Hillary Kramer. Travel with a third generation travel icon, Linda Perillo. The Fox News Medical All-Stars featuring Dr. Mark Siegel, Dr. Marty McCary, Dr. Jeanette Nishwat, and the OG, Dr. Nicole Sapphire. Legal analysis from former prosecutor and court journalism superstar Imran Ansari and Christine Nicholas. The quintessential heartbeat to New York hospitality. All joining legendary broadcast pro Kevin McCullough on a mission unlike any other. United to bring back New York. Now, live from Studio 111, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, thank you, Lonnie Perkins, and welcome to a Friday that never was supposed to be. Christine Nicholas wasn't supposed to be here on, on Friday. She was supposed to be with me on Tuesday, but we got rained out. And then uh, Linda Perillo went back to Tuesday, and now Christine Nicholas is here on Friday, where she belongs. But she right. was, you know, she was being a troublemaker. She wanted to jump on, on Tuesday, so we... We got it all fixed. And we're speaking of which, this coming Tuesday, cross your fingers, hope for good weather. We're going to be right there in the heart of Times Square. So, hey, Christine, how are you? I'm great, Kevin McCullough. Happy Friday. And I would be with you on a Tuesday night or a Friday night. It's always <laughs> fun when we're together. So. Well, I'm going to take a little bit of time off right around the Christmas holiday. And I think you and Linda Perillo, I've talked to both of you. I think you're going to like co-host with each other or something. That it's, would be fun. That, would, think, that would be great. That'd I don't know fun. about these hostile takeovers. It's like, uh, you know, you let you let the let the 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 guy out of the pen and then the cats take over or something like that i don't know anyway it's uh it'll, it should be a lot of fun i hope you guys have a blast while i'm gone hey speaking of a blast uh the news rocketed through the new york media when was this on tuesday night wednesday night of this week um i'm driving to the city to be part of the newsmax uh holiday gathering that they had at gotham hall which i hadn't been in in a while what a beautiful venue um and on my way there i hear arthur idala say or uh no i heard lydia serrani on wabc and then i heard arthur idala uh on uh, am 970 and they both said the same thing that caroline's the uh cornerstone of comedy in times square was going away and that was all they gave us. And uh, then you came on with Arthur and you kind of gave some some clarification to it. So give us the latest on what's going on and wh what is next for Caroline and what's because I know that she's a, she's beloved in Times Square. We don't want to lose her. So what's happened? Well, I don't think we're going to lose Caroline Hirsch. Uh, it's just that this is a landlord tenant dispute. And unfortunately, uh, Caroline's on Broadway, which has been in that home on 49th Street and Broadway for, oh gosh, 30 years, you know, and they've been with four different landlords, but this current one who's never been to the club, never probably doesn't appreciate comedy. They just, uh, when it was time to renew their lease, it was just a, a, a lease that would not uh, be conducive. And look, Caroline's a really smart businesswoman. You don't, you don't stay on top of the game of comedy, first of all, as a woman for 40 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, yeah looked at that lease and she said, you know, I got to draw a line here. And um, if it means moving, it means moving. So look, I don't think they're going away from comedy. They're just going away from that location on December 31st. So there is still comedy to be had there. So folks, get your tickets. They've got some great shows. Jeff Ross is going to be playing. 
uh, December 16th through the 18th. Um, he's really a lot of fun. There's so many great acts. Uh, and then you'll still see her with the New York Comedy Festival. In fact, now that she doesn't have the, the gruel and the grind of dealing with a comedy club every night, she can give more thought on how to expand the New York Comedy Festival, which normally takes place in November. Uh, they celebrated 18 years this year, and it is really at capacity. So perhaps she can expand that out to two weeks. Who knows? Do so, you, uh, does she have any thought on a future permanent location, or is she thinking possibly not having a location for a while? No, I think all options are, are open. I think, you know, if a good business deal comes her way, she'll certainly jump at it. But, you know, right now, um, her number one priority is, you know, making sure that the club goes out on probably the best yeah. thing possible. Finishes on a high. Well, yeah. maybe maybe some of the um, the greats that have been there in recent years might come back and do our solid and, you know, make an appearance. That would be a, well, a wonderful thing. Knows you're going to get that because he's a roast master. So he plans on having a couple of surprise guests in the audience that he might just bring up to the stage. So you don't want to miss that. Oh, that'd be cool. So uh, Caroline's on Broadway. You just go on uh, online to Caroline's website or what's the best? Yeah, yeah you'll. Okay. You'll... Got it. I could see them also doing uh, like a series of pop-ups and uh, special yeah. locations and kind of move, move the game around a little bit. And who knows? I mean, it's going to be uh, kind of fun. Um, you're showing me something that I cannot read. You know, the thing is, this week was a little bit of a somber week in addition to that, you know, news. But, uh, you know, the anniversary of Pearl Harbor, uh, you know, is something that we reflect and we think of December 7th. But and that reminded me of a dear friend to Nicholas and Lentz. In fact, George Lentz, my partner, okay. his wife, Jane's father, uh, Vince McGurin, Francis Vincent McGurin, um, you know, son of Irish immigrants, raised in Queens, went to Bishop Lachlan in, in uh, Brooklyn for high school. But when he was 18 years old, uh, Vince enlisted into the United States Navy in um, May of 1943, and he served until 1946. And during World War II, he received the American Theater Med Medal, the Victory Medal, European Theater Medal, and the Asiatic Pacific Medal. So he proudly served our country, uh, and he vividly um, would tell a story about when he arrived into Pearl Harbor during the Japanese surrender in 1945. I mean, um, this is one of our true World War II veteran heroes that unfortunately passed away, mm. um, you know, over Thanksgiving on November 24th. So, um, you know, he was by, uh, you know, his wife, Mary, was at his bedside when he passed. So I just want to give my condolences to Jane, his daughter, and his uh, children, John, James, Maureen, Patricia, and Kathleen, and their nine wonderful grandchildren. You know, and I'll just tell you quickly, Kevin, that, um, you know, his most terrifying moment, which he would tell us during his naval service, was during a week-long typhoon in the middle of the Pacific Ocean with 100-foot waves oh. threatening to submerge their ship. Can you imagine that? Um, a fellow sailor was paralyzed by fear on the lookout duty high up on the masthead requiring rescuing. And Vince was the only sailor who volunteered to assist. And while hoisted up on the mast, the rope holding Vince broke loose. Uh, but somehow or another, he heroically still managed to grab that sailor, carried him down to safety. And um, they certainly had some probably great bar stories after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you pour one out uh, on that day for the rest of your life, for sure. Um, 
Well, that's that's really a rich legacy. And um, yeah, thoughts and prayers for all the, the family members and everybody. But what a what a a life to celebrate and you know what a what a real meaningful um gift to his country he gave by way of that service in world war ii and it is a celebration i went to the wake and and there were so many people there because you know it's a big family nice you know wholesome irish family um and he was married to mary in 1954 at saint andrew avellino roman catholic church in flushing and i mentioned that because that is also where the funeral was so you know, just to see her have to uh, go down that aisle alone, you know, but surrounded mm -hmm. by a beautiful family, it really makes you realize how blessed we are uh, mm -hmm. to have family, to have friends, um, and to be able to live a life like Vince McGurin and to be able to celebrate that um, together. It was uh, it was really a, a treasure. And uh, I want to thank Jane Lentz and George Lentz for allowing me to share a piece of their family history. Yeah, that's great. Well, please give them all of our best, and thanks for um, inspiring us with a little bit of that tonight. We've got a big show for you, friends. Uh, in fact, we've got some some comedy. So speaking of comedy, we've got some comedy coming up a little bit later. Comedian Brian Quinn is going to be here. Uh, but uh, he's a board member of the uh, FDNY and spokesman for Friends of Firefighters. We'll find out what's on his mind tonight. And... You may have seen or may not have seen our buddy Steve Cuzo's uh, piece in the New York Post all about Penn Station and what needs to happen. Uh, Christine, I think you might have some uh, some things to say about this as well. But uh, Steve put it very eloquently in his column, as he always does. Well, the guy that that caused a lot of the trouble is going to be back with us. I think this is his uh, third time to be with us. Alex Washburn, executive director of Grand Penn Community Alliance. He will be joining us momentarily to give us the very latest on what I hope will be a tremendous improvement in beauty and design for the city of New York. Stay here. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in iHeart or Odyssey.com. No one wants to be under the weather. Now that it's officially cold and flu season, you don't want to fall victim to a nasty virus. Whether it's the flu, coronavirus, or the common cold, Invite Health is here to help you make it through this cold and flu season with success. This week, they're focusing on promoting the immune system with powerful, clinically studied nutrients, and they're making it even easier for you by bringing you this limited-time offer. Buy one of their select immune health supplements and get 40% off retail. Double up, buy two, and get free shipping. Call them now at 800-673-2345 to save on select immune health products. Again, that's 800-673-2345. One more time, that's 800-673-2345. Don't wait to make sure your body's protected. Support your body's immune defenses today. Invite health. Get healthy, stay healthy. 800-673-2345. MyPillow is having their biggest bed sheet sale ever. The MyPillow Percale sheets are available in a variety of colors and all sizes. Now on sale, for example, the queen size, regular price $89.98, now only $39.98 with your promo code. Order now, as there is a very limited supply. The MyPillow Percale sheets are breathable and have a cool, crisp feel. They have deep pockets to fit over any mattress. The MyPillow Percale sheets come with a 10-year warranty and a 6 
60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, use promo code AM970 to receive the MyPillow per kale sheets for as low as $29.98. Order now, because when they're gone, they're gone. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. That's 800-651-0798. 800-651-0798. Use the promo code AM970. Here's a true story that might be described as Schindler's List meets the sound of music. I'm Isabel Vincent. My newest book is called Overture of Hope, Two Sisters' Daring Plan That Saved Opera's Jewish Stars from the Third Reich. In the 1930s, two British spinster sisters shared a love of the opera, and they made frequent trips to Germany and Austria to see their favorite singers. But many of these singers were Jewish, and with the rise of the Nazis, these performers faced almost certain death in the Holocaust that was coming. So what could two British spinsters do? Against all odds, they put together a plan to rescue more than two dozen men and women, getting them out of Germany and Austria and safely to England. Their clever schemes included using opera tickets to launder money. My book, Overture of Hope, details the life and death risks these two sisters took. Their surreptitious bravery and passionate commitment is amazing and inspiring. Overture of Hope by best-selling author Isabel Vincent is available now wherever books are sold. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Hugh Hewitt might see a crack in Iran. If Iran gives up on their job and Iran gets rid of the morality police, that's a crack in the regime there that has not cracked since 1979. All they normally do is kill people. So the, the revolution, the counter-revolution is underway, and it's quite, it's quite a moment in Iran. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 3, right before Joe Piscopo at 6, on AM 970, The Answer. Did you listen to our podcasts? Hear them now on our website at am970theanswer.com. If I should take an ocean, dump myself into the ocean, ain't nobody's business if I do. Back to Kevin McCullough, live from New York. Things that's like genuinely difficult about the Friday show here at Radio Night Live is that there is so much to talk about. And uh, Christine, I know that you feel my pain on that. AB had a list of like 55 different things happening in the city tonight and this weekend and everything going on. And we, we had to narrow it down who could get on and, you know, what what's the best conversation we could have for right now tonight. Uh, and Alex Washburn came right to the top of the list because of all that's going on with the uh, the uh, attempt to redesign Penn uh, Station and what we want to do with that uh, part of the city. We're going to talk about that in a second. But you've got a very important date you were just telling me about in your hands there, and we want to make sure people know about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Cranes New York, which is the business magazine, uh, is hosting a seminar on what it means for the future of New York City, Penn, the Penn Station project. There are a couple of different projects, but none better, I think, than the Grand Penn uh, Community Alliance project because it's a really complete overhaul of Penn Station. And I've said it many times. I've said it to you, Kevin, as a former Long Island kid that used to have to commute in. Boy, it's like just a horrible, horrible disgusting i don't even i don't want it i'm now this is a family show so <laughs> so but anyway yeah. you this is open it is a ticketed event but it's wednesday december 14th from 9 a.m to 11 a.m at the new york athletic club cranes is producing it and alex washburn our guest tonight um is going to be 
a speaker on that panel. So will Richard Ravitch, who you may know, former lieutenant governor and also uh, head of the MTA back when. Um, Lou Coletti is going to be there from the building trades and Senator Leroy Com Comroy. Um, Comrie, you've got uh, Tom Wright's going to be, you've got some great, great folks that are going to be on this panel to talk about the future of Penn Station. So Alex Washburn. Welcome back. New York Post, Steve Cuso, this Sunday, shared your vision and the beautiful photos. And I know that we are on radio, so you're going to have to sort of break it down and walk us through. But what makes this plan, Grand Penn's plan, so different than the others? And why should we uh, support it? Well, thanks. Thanks, Christine. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for having me back. It's a real pleasure. Yeah, it's been a New York week, hasn't it? You know, you know, more uh, more stuff has happened in, in five days than uh, you know happens in a decade in most places. Hmm. So, uh, you know, Steve Cuso wrote a great story um, and he introduced the Grand Penn plan to New York. You know, he showed our pictures. He put people on our website where we have the incredible fly through. But let me start off by saying it's not my plan. It's grandpen.org's plan. We are 3,000 strong and growing. We are an army of people who want to see New York better. And the big impediment is this excuse for a train station we have now. And because we care so much, we see the danger of what could happen without us. And that is that we would take what's there now and just tart it up, but not change anything fundamental. We want to change something fundamental. So here's what we're going to do. All right, let me, let me, okay, it's radio. This is interesting. I should be a poet, not an architect, right? This is <laughs> radio. Yeah, I want to make a, I got to give you a word picture. Well, let's, let's start with goals. Let's, let's start with what we're trying to do and what we want, what, what every New Yorker wants. Number one, I think this one is so obvious. I can't believe we, we haven't just, you know, the governor hasn't said it already. And that is, Amtrak has a beautiful new train hall. Commuters deserve one too. Commuters should have a space as good or better than Amtrak's with as much or more light and space and restaurants. It should be great. That's every commuter deserves that. Number two, every platform should be accessible to everyone. We should have ramps. We should have elevators and escalators. We should have it be not a torture to try to get down to the trains, but a joy, hmm. simple transportation thing. And then third, what kind of makes our proposal different from everybody else is that we want a park as part of this. And you say like a park, Alex, what are you talking about? Like it's a train station, we need a park. Well, do you know that right now, we all love Bryant Park. Do you know that Bryant Park is the same size as Madison Square Garden? Do you realize that Bryant Park has a New York Public Library underneath it? Hmm. So here's the thing. You take away, the garden moves to its next and better garden, and then we can open up that area to be a public park. And it'll have skylights and right. elevators and ramps going down to all the platforms that are accessible. But it, the heart of the station, the heart of the neighborhood will be a park. Right. Parks matter. Green is the new civic. That's how you show you love a city, right? Let's look at, actually, it's interesting. You're, sorry, put my professor hat on a second. Hundred, more than 100 years ago, federal government wanted to prove to New York City that it cared, it loved New York City, and it made the, James, the Farley Post Office. Now, how did they prove that they really, really, really love New York City? 
Well, they used classical architecture. They used Greek Corinthian columns. It is the largest Corinthian colonnade in the world. And that was proof. Now things are different. You want to prove that you love a city? You make it green. You build a park. And that park works with the classical architecture. It comes together. But anyway, let me, let me get off my, my kind of uh, theoretical professory hat and let's get back down to, to the business of how are we going to get a new Penn Station for New York. Well, you said something that was kind of flew past, and some people may not have noticed, but you said that um, the garden is going to is going to move on to its next best location. Is that is that consensus, or is that um, a done deal, or is that still speculation? Where are we at with that? So, well, all right. So, I think what's what's consensus is that the best garden would be a new garden. You know, the and not there, garden, and and not and look. It's moved four times in its history. That's why it's called Madison Square Garden. It was on Madison Square. It wasn't here. So there is, we've heard about secret negotiations going on now between related, Lawrence Hudson Yards, and the garden about moving, supposedly. They were. We're hearing all these rumors. I myself, when I used to be at city planning way back when in the Bloomberg administration, I was working with the garden on a plan to move them to the back of Farley. Now, that plan ended when our former governor had his hooker scandal and on and on, whatever. <laughs> A piece of history, you know, that's uh, it's all, all too colorful. But the point is, they can move. They know that a better garden requires a new location. The trick is, how do you keep the best transit access? And also, how do you sort out all their finances and the issue of the tax break that they enjoy where they are, etc.? A lot of variables. But the point is that there are two things that, that matter. Number one, we acknowledge that a better garden is a garden in another location. And number two, very important, the special permit that allows it to stay in its current location, this obscure little city law, is up June 23rd, 2023. On that day, the garden can keep operating, capacity, is lowered to 2,500 lucky people. If you want to go to a game with 2,500 people in the stands shouting as much as they can to bring the noise level up, that's all you're going to get. Hmm. Now, 10 years. So this is a critical, critical piece of law. It's not that you know. It's not that the garden shouldn't have a special permit and we shouldn't have the garden operating, but it is a little piece of legislative leverage that is in there that can be used to finally, finally get people to focus. So, you know, 10 years ago, the special permit law was, was passed. It was, you kept to keep having to renew it. And when it was renewed 10 years ago under Christine Quinn in city council, um, they wrote in the law, the garden should be planning its move during these 10 years. Oh, wow. Hold that thought, Alex Washburn, Christine Nicholas, Kevin McCullough, all with you. It's Radio Night Live. Come back to the ultimate rock Christmas tradition, Trans-Siberian Orchestra Live. In concert Tuesday, December 27th, two shows at Prudential Center. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Trans-Siberian Orchestra's The Ghost of Christmas Eve, the best of TSL and more. Produced by Metamorphic Concerts. And now for a limited time only, AM970 The Answer's giving away four sets of tickets to this must-see show. Enter at AM970TheAnswer.com and click on the Trans-Siberian Orchestra banner. Enter to win now. 
relief factor. Pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating tens of thousands of Americans from their daily pain, in me included. But not just me, people like Yvonne from California. This is Yvonne's story. Both my husband and I are in our 70s and are so grateful to have found relief factor. We tried so many other solutions, but none of them have given us the freedom of being pain-free like relief factor. Just those two words, pain-free. That should be you. That could be you. Find out today by ordering the three-week quick starter pack for just nineteen ninety-five at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you Dr. G's guarantee by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com. Call 800 500 8384 relieffactor.com craving that signature sunday sauce michaels of brooklyn will make your place a must join michaels of brooklyn sauce of the month club receive a different jar of michaels of brooklyn pasta sauce homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months make your home the place to be with michaels of brooklyn signature fresh marinara right in your home visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online that's michaelsofbrooklyn.com michaels of brooklyn Serving the community since 1964. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Our hosts tell it like it is. No safe spaces here. AM 970, The Answer. Now, back to Radio Night Live from New York. Here's Kevin McCullough. Yet to come on tonight's Big Friday broadcast, uh, comedian Brian Quinn will be joining us in the next segment, and we look forward to uh, what the funny man has to say. But right now, uh, Alex Washburn, who has a good sense of humor, but he, I wouldn't consider him a funny man. He's, he's just a very serious guy, and he loves, he loves his city. And what I love about him is, is Christine, he wants to bring beauty to uh, the world's greatest city and in a very spectacular but tasteful way if you did not see the uh, artwork that was in the post uh, last week go online and, and take a look at it you can you can find it it is it is gorgeous and uh, it's the grandpan.org's um, uh, plans for what they envision where Penn Station currently is and how it would be transformed and Alex when you talk about open space and you talk about green and you talk about light um, my father-in-law is an architect, and he talks about the emotional uplift that architecture has on the human soul. A lot of people don't think about it, especially if they're very busy and, you know, just getting through life. But when you really spend places, when you spend time in places that, that are beautiful and that have uh, the feeling like you can breathe and, and see sunshine and that type, you change the whole attitude of of the people that that use that place and experience it and if there was ever a place that needs an uplift <laughs> it is the uh you know the people that are being driven through this um this this place down in the you know earthen pit that is uh, penn station currently the bowels right yeah now. i mean it is really you know medieval castle like down there sometimes <laughs> yeah it is and uh can you imagine if we could bring light to the daily commute and not just yeah. light, but something, something grand. And you know what, that's that's really our responsibility. And I'm when I say our, I mean you, Christine, people listening, because the government won't do it on its own. The nature of government is to compromise. But what we have to do here is achieve excellence 
for New York. It's going to set the tone for the next 50 years. Well, it, you know, government, you say compromises, but, you know, I recall when I was sworn in, uh, you know, in the Giuliani administration, we had to take the Athenian oath. Oh, okay. All right, so the Athenian oath is that you um, basically leave, your government responsibility is to leave your civic uh, place better than you inherited this. And frankly, what they did to Penn Station back in the 60s uh, was a, a monstrosity. So this is an opportunity, in my opinion, for the governor, for the MTA, for the city, for the mayor, for everybody to make New York a better place. And they can do that by really just demolishing Penn Station the way it is now, getting rid of it and starting from scratch and bringing back the classic architecture that I've only heard about, unfortunately, Alex. I mean, my father would, I'll never forget, we went to the Ringling Brothers early on when I was a kid and we were going up the escalators at Madison Square Garden and he was almost crying. Like he's a strong guy, but he's like, I cannot believe what they've done to this, you know, because he was talking about Penn Station. So, um, you know, just for that alone, <laughs> I would love to see something better than what we have now. Well, and there's been such robust discussion in recent years about, you know, the Jets were good thinking about Hudson Yards for a facility there. And football requires a bigger footprint than basketball and hockey does. So certainly you could get Madison Square Garden and maybe increased capacity. You could add seats to what they, they have currently and still have room left over uh, to put them and, and you could give them a really kind of great looking facility there on the west side and then then that now you can really let this place Penn Station be made everything that it can be Kevin you are a savant is that <laughs> no word? I'm not stop it <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about that because Madison Square Garden is building that next arena they are building this incredible 21st century digital giant thing, and it's called the Sphere, but they're building it in Las Vegas. Mm. So, so what we got to do, and we're, we'll mm. show you some plans coming up. We got to get something that is better than the Sphere, that is bigger than the Sphere, and we don't want it in Las Vegas. We don't want it in London. We want it here yeah. in New York City. I've looked yeah. at the website for the sphere since you mentioned it, Alex. And look, I would take that in a second. I mean, it is gorgeous. So, but why should New York City be second fiddle? I mean, New York has done so much for the Dolans. You know, they have given them the, the Rangers and the Knicks and, you know, okay, so the Knicks haven't been so great, but you know, the Rangers, has, they've had two Stanley Cup uh, championships there. Now it's time to give back to New York. I'm sorry, they, they have taken a lot from New York. They've, you know, tax breaks, special permit. It's time now to give back to New York. And if you can do for us what you're doing in Vegas, I think the public will absolutely love them and appreciate them. Well, think about it on this level, guys. You get two beautiful brand new things um, in the place of the one dysfunctional, dangerous place that you have now. If, if this all happens and who wouldn't want that who wouldn't think that new york would deserve that as the greatest city on planet earth i mean if we if if what we say at this radio show is any degree true uh christine then that's the way most new yorkers are going to be thinking about it well so. and believe me the dolans should be thinking about it too and not not for giving back reasons christine it's the opposite new arenas make more money it's happened with the yankee stadium it's happened with the with the mets uh, 
So believe me, they're maybe they have to give back a little now, but they get a lot. Yeah. Back. Alex Washburn, thank you for being with us. The computer's going to cut us off. We're going to talk to you again soon. Brian Quinn's up next. Stay here. Don't miss this special offer. Save 50% off a collection of four number one best-selling books by David Limbaugh only at Regnery.com for a limited time. You get Jesus is Risen, Jesus on Trial, and The True Jesus in paperback. And as a bonus, you also get David Limbaugh's latest book, The Resurrected Jesus, in hardcover. Buy them together and get 50% off at Regnery.com. Start with the book Jesus is Risen to get a riveting account of the birth of Christianity. Next, in Jesus on Trial, Limbaugh applies his lifetime of legal experience making the case for the Gospels as hard evidence of the life and work of Christ. Then in the book, The True Jesus, we're brought face to face with the Son of God. And in The Resurrected Jesus, the writings of Jesus' earliest followers present irrefutable evidence of his resurrection. Get all four of these David Limbaugh bestsellers, including his latest book in hardcover, The Resurrected Jesus, for 50% off. But remember, this offer is only available at Regnery.com. Regnery.com. This is Ryan Anderson, president of the Ethics and Public Policy Center for townhall.com. The Supreme Court heard oral arguments on Monday in a vitally important free speech case. At issue is whether the state of Colorado can force a website designer to make custom websites for same-sex weddings. The designer is a Christian and so properly believes that marriage can only be between a husband and wife, and thus a same-sex relationship is something other than marriage. To use her God-given gifts and talents as a designer to celebrate something that doesn't accord with God's design for marriage violates her conscience. But the state of Colorado says she must either make websites celebrating same-sex weddings or make no wedding websites at all. That's compelled speech, and it's unconstitutional. Hopefully, the Supreme Court will do the right thing and rule very clearly that no state may force anyone to speak a message against their beliefs. I'm Ryan Anderson. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Call in to the Joe Piscopo Show and let your voice be heard. Hey, let me go to Tom and Boca Raton. Your show is, in my opinion, the great American story. Joe Piscopo's father, the family, Al, everybody in your show you guys put together a team. I love your show. Everybody's beautiful. We're very hey. fortunate to have a great American story, hey. Joe Piscopo. Uh, Joe Piscopo, weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on AM 970. The answer. Mitsubishi Motors' year-end sales event is on now at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. You've waited for these savings all year. With inventories at near-best levels for many months, get a year-end deal on a great selection. New 2022 Mirage ES number NZ008368 starting at 17470 And the highly acclaimed 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander number NZ086139 starting at only $30,095 plus tax, license, and fees are just two examples of the year-end sales event going on now. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. That's FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Let's go. Listen to us anywhere. TuneIn.com iHeartRadio.com. Get the app at am 97 theanswercom 
You can't sleep, you can't eat, there's no doubt you're in deep. Radio Night Live from New York, here's Kevin McCullough. All right, it's Friday. We usually try to have a little bit of fun on the Friday show, hence the Fun Friday theme of the Fun Friday show at Radio Night Live. That's the way it works. Christine Nicholas is here with me, and we always, um, Christine, we've talked so much about the NYPD and how much we support and appreciate them, and I I kind of feel like sometimes, um, generally, media does this. Everyone focuses on the NYPD, and we oftentimes forget the FDNY, which are just as crucial and just as critical to the success of this city, and particularly in the losses that we endured on 9-11. It was the FDNY that uh, filled those stairs and got those people out and uh, we just we just always want to be expressing thanks uh, for their ability to respond as well and we're kind of doing that tonight with our next guest why don't you introduce Brian for us I'd be happy to so you did mention September 11 343 members of the fire department lost their lives that that terrible day and um, maybe sort of like the silver lining to that is that the Friends of Firefighters was founded by Nancy Carbone and a group of folks in Brooklyn to help uh, FDNY and family deal with the tragic loss that they experienced that day uh, and some of the guilt, survivor's guilt. Uh, but it, it, it exists. It's This is the time of year, Kevin. You know it gets very difficult. So we've got a member of the Advisory Council for the Friends of Firefighters, um, Brian Quinn, who, by the way, is just really freaking funny comedian in his. <laughs> so you, we, Brian, you were a fire. You were FDNY in Staten Island or Brooklyn. I forget. Yeah, Staten Island. I was in a ladder 86 okay. uh, for a little under eight years. Before, but then uh, you found this fame because you're so funny, right? With impractical jokes. Well, yeah, we, we me and my friends. I, I it's it's never a solo act with me. I'm always part of a, a team. Like I'm a great collaborator. Yeah, we created Impractical Jokers, and that's actually what just pulled me out of the fire department was uh, um, making the TV show because the first the first two seasons of the TV show, I was still working in the firehouse, so it would it was the schedule was. Uh, extremely crazy like i would shoot the tv show and go working overnight at the firehouse go back to set shoot go back to the firehouse working overnight go back so it was like it was getting a, a little crazy so uh ultimately that uh that ended up with me having to uh leave the department sadly but you're still very much involved with them and you just received the person of the year at the friends of firefighters gala how, yeah. did, you find, how did you get involved with the friends of firefighters well, my thing, well, like I got on the department in 2005, so I was in the wake of uh, 9-11. Like I was really part of the rebuilding efforts, uh, you know, for the department. And it was clear early on that the Friends of Firefighters were doing like important work for the fire department and the services that they provided, the mental health services, uh, were really valued by members of the department, especially like, you know, when I got on, there were the 9-11 guys were all still there, you know what I mean? They were all still all the guys who had gone through it, and my house had a lot of senior guys in it that had been there that day. So, like, I saw firsthand how important the Friends of Firefighters was. So when I had, uh, you know, eventually left the department, of course, I stayed very close with my firehouse. Like, I'll spoil them with, uh, you know, gifts and fun and stuff like that. But I wanted to remain connected to the department overall, um, and I'm good friends with, with uh, the director, Kevin Smith, who, uh, of course, made Clerks and, you know, Morats and all those great movies. Uh, and he was doing work with them. And he said to them, look, like, like I'm doing work with these guys. Why don't you get involved with them? And it was a no-brainer for me because I already, they were on my radar for already doing great work. So, uh, I, you know, I said yes. They put me in charge with Nancy. And 
here we are. I'm getting awards I don't deserve. I don't think I deserve the Person of the Year award, uh, but uh, it was really nice to, to receive it, yeah. No, it's very well deserved because you do keep Friends of Firefighters out in the um, mainstream more so, and, and you extend the reach that they have, right? Because you talk about it a lot when you're on the road and when you're doing your com comedic shows, but just, you know, it's a not-for-profit, Kevin, and it is, it, thing about it is that it provides confidential, very important, free mm -hmm. and free mental health counseling uh, to FDNY firefighters and their families. And the reason why that's important is I think, you know, it's, it's getting better. The stigma is going away with mental health counseling, but I think some of the firefighters are afraid if they go through their insurance companies or if they go to their supervisor and they say that they're having the blues you know, maybe they'll take them off the rig. Maybe that, you know, I, I don't know, Brian, does that happen? I mean, you guys are carrying around axes, right? I mean, if someone sure. says suicidal, are they going to like let them, you know? Yeah, it is. It, you know, the fire, the firehouse, in my experience, was uh, it was a very tight family. And you could talk about those things. And those guys, uh, you know, because sometimes you don't want to bring this stuff home, you know, like right. guys will see, you could see in one shift more horrible things than some people will see in their entire lives and you just will never bring that home so you know it's it's the guys in the firehouse but you know sometimes there's and and and, and i will say the guys in the firehouse are always very supportive of each other but sometimes you know you need a, a you know an outside eye on it to someone to talk to or something like that and, and you're right i think that that um is becoming more um acceptable and not that it wasn't except honestly like like i i found the, the the health dynamics to be the mental health dynamics to be like quite healthy when i was there uh people took it seriously um uh, which is why it's great like services like that are available um there is something to being able to step outside the system of you know who your insurance pays for and the department sees all that it's it's nice to have like an island of of safety you know if that makes sense yep well, and I think the fact that, um, you know, it's it's confidential but free of charge and gives the um, access for, for the guys to, to not have any worry about that um, is is uh, a real gift, given that everything nowadays, is, it just seems like people just try to put everything out there online and everything else. And it's like, I, I, I would encourage people that are listening, go to friendsoffirefighters.org take a look at their mission take a look at how they operate take a look at what they do and i would say if you are uh, so led give a donation because it's uh, i think it's just an incredible group uh, that is doing incredible things um brian let me let me ask you about the uh the the tv show um sure as you've transitioned from the department to uh being on set what what is different about your life what do you like about it what do you miss about uh not being with the crew what's you know what what's what's different for you now sure uh, there are it's it's funny because the tv show there are very things that are very similar and i always say that the best comedians in the world you'll never hear and they're in firehouses so it's it's just constant fun like like you know it's a brotherhood a sisterhood whatever in in all sorts of ways so for me to go on to the set of impractical jokers i make the show with guys i went to high school with We're, we all grew up on staten island i've known these guys 32 years so it's that same spirit of like i love you so i'm about to bust your chops because that's the only <laughs> way i know how to tell you i love you you know what i'm saying yeah, uh, yeah. that's I always say, like, if you go in a firehouse and somebody doesn't, like, make fun of you or call you a jerk within the first 10 minutes, 
you're in, they don't like you. Like that's how we express, that's our love language. Uh, so the TV show very much in that vein is the same thing where it's just like, because we are ourselves, we, you know, we're not actors. We don't, you know, it's just me busting my friend's chops and vice versa. So there's very, very big parallels to each other there. Um, you know, in terms of what, look, I miss the department. At this point, I'm 46 years old. And when I go to the firehouse and I see all the, the new people that are in there, the new firefighters, one, they look like children to me. They're 25, <laughs> they're 23, they're in the best shape of their lives. Uh, and never do I feel more like unnecessary. Like there's no part of me that's like, well, this house would be better if I was still here. Yeah. It's like, I would just be driving the rig. And at this point I have 18, I'd just be like telling stories. You know, I'd be a senior guy. So, um, you know, I, I feel the department's in great hands without me. Uh, uh, yeah, that's no that's, problem there. So. Well, again, if you want more information, friendsoffirefighters.org is the website there. And Brian Quinn, congratulations on all your success, and thanks for being with us tonight. Well, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I really want to encourage, if you like Impractical Jokers, please, because they are funded by people uh, sending in money, and it's such important, real important work that you may never see, but I promise you it's happening. So if you, you know, the holidays are here, if you want to do something nice and donate, I'd encourage that. Thank you, guys. You got it. Dog lovers know we can never give back all the unconditional love our dogs show us. With Rough Greens, you can get close. So every day to love them back, I sprinkle rough greens over both my papa's dinners and they gobble it up. And believe me, thousands of other rough greens customers agree. Rough greens has been a wonderful product for my dog, Sirius. Everything is going so much better now. She stopped itching and chewing her paws. So after I saw the results, there was no problem ordering more. I definitely would recommend it. The creator of Rough Greens, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, says you can bring your dog's food to life too. Rough Greens has just the right vitamins and minerals, digestive enzymes, probiotics, and omega oils, which could literally change the rest of your pup's life. And Dr. Black is offering a free jumpstart trial bag so your dog can try it. Just cover shipping only at roughgreens.com. That's R-U-F-F greens.com. Hi, this is Joan Herman, host of Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life. Every Sunday night, some of the world's most inspirational and influential people join me to discuss health and wellness, professional development, and personal well-being. They share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Take time for yourself. Tune into Conversations with Joan every Sunday night at 10 p.m. right here on AM 970 The Answer. If you miss a show, be sure to visit our website so you can listen on demand. And while you're there, read our digital magazine and take part in our book club. Visit CYACYL.com. That's CYACYL.com. The bigger your 401k, the better your retirement, right? Wrong. The fact is, with proposed new taxes, another market crash, inflation, and rising healthcare costs, you could be forced to downsize your retirement. Discover the secret savvy investors are turning to for retirement security. A new 401k law that unlocks an ingenious retirement protection plan that could protect your savings from inflation and a stock market downturn while boosting your retirement income as much as 40%. It's all laid out in simple language in a new book from Josh Melberg. His insightful guide is your roadmap to retiring with 
with confidence, and it's yours free with one call. Don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement. This little-known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40%. For your free copy of Guarantee Your Retirement by Josh Melberg, call now. Call 800-337-8051. That's 800-337-8051. 800-337-8051. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Once again, from New York, here's Radio Night Live and Kevin McCullough. All right. Uh, glad to have you with us and glad to have Christine Nicholas, of course, with us on Fridays as she gives us the best tips for the weekend. Christine, there's a lot going on. I mean, we had a hard time figuring out what was going to be on the show. There was so much going on. So if you like uh, if you like good food, if you like good shows, if you like all kinds of fun stuff, New York's your place. Where do they go this weekend? Well, I got to tell you, Kevin, uh, they should go to Staten Island. We had on as a guest at one point the Winter Lantern Festival Journey to the East but they have some news. They have now entered into a partnership with the Staten Island Advance and starting this weekend, starting all kids 12 and under are able to go for free, uh, you know, with a, with a paying adult. And they wanted to do this just so that more children get exposed to this amazing uh, Winter Lantern Festival, which tells a, a terrific story about this journey to the East. Um, so that is amazing. Winterlanternfestival.com. Um, it is at 75 Richmond Terrace in Staten Island. And you know what? You can also take the ferry over and take a walk through Empire Outlets. It is really a uh, great way to enjoy the holidays, but that is really terrific. So I wanna thank uh, Brian Leyline and the Staten Island Advance and the Winter Lantern Festival for allowing this wonderful treat for uh, New York City kids. Um, also about kids, ElfCon is taking place this Saturday. Now that's part of, you know, it's the counter to uh, SantaCon, which is okay. sort of like a booze fest. This is a cocoa, hot cocoa fest uh, crawl, if you will. Um, it goes from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Kids and families are invited to roam New York City in an elf costume or in a Santa costume or something fun that says that I'm celebrating the holidays. So um, when they go to Union Square, um, they will be able to pick up their little map of where they can go on their cocoa crawl. Tickets are $10, but to learn more, you can go on elfcon.org, elfcon.org. Um, also, Fifth Avenue, uh, Kevin is gonna be closed for vehicular uh, traffic this Sunday, um, all, you know, from 12 to 6, 49th Street to 57th Street. So you can actually enjoy um, really sort of like a calm experience uh, of shopping and enjoying the holidays, seeing the trees. That's this next two Sundays coming up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, first time. So that should be interesting. And then I love this one. This is, uh, I think it's, gosh, it's the 48th annual Rockefeller Center Tuba Christmas. 400 <laughs> tubists, okay, will assemble under the famous Rockefeller Center Christmas tree this Sunday, December 11th at 3.30 p.m. And they will fill the plaza with holiday classics played on tubas. Um, so the sound is, I went to this once and I wish I could go more, but the sound is fantastic. Um, and they have tubists from the age of eight to 80, um, and they decorate their tubas and whatever. So you, you got to see it and it's free of charge. Um, the Morgan library, which is a real special treat. They've got the Christmas Carol display. Go there, themorgan.com. All right. 
That is a busy weekend. And Christine, uh, thank you for making those all available to our awareness. Friends, I hope you will join us uh, next Monday. We start it all over again for Radio Night Live.